In today's show, we've got news about a path less travel tour coming to Disney's Animal Kingdom, new breakfast menu introduced at the ABC commissary, more blankety-blank virus news, meetups, <laughs> trivia, and so much more, all in today's Disney Parks Podcast. Welcome to the Disney Parks Podcast with your hosts, Tony Castlenova from DisneyByTheNumbers.com and Parkhopper John from WDWParkhoppers.com. Keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast at all times and get ready for the Disney Parks Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome to the show. How you doing, Uncle Tony? Doing good. Good, 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 good. We had a phenomenal weekend. We had uh, fun. We had an amazing meetup over at uh, the uh, City Eatery and Poorhouse. Can't can't thank uh, Christy and her team enough. Oh, yeah. Thank you for uh, having us. And uh, they fronted us some appetizers. That was really cool. Uh, we all had a lot of food. We had a great crew of people. I think we had like, what, 16, 17 people. We, got a, we had a full we had a full crew. Yep. And, and uh, the we, server was able to you know, keep up with all of us. She too. did great. Yeah, she did a great did job. I uh, want to thank everybody that came out, especially our friends from Milwaukee. We tried yeah. really hard not to name names that often, but our friends from Milwaukee that came down and uh, our friends from, oh, I can't remember where, uh, Quebec, our buddy from Quebec mm -hmm. came down. Mm -hmm. And, um, oh, man, I, I can't remember where she's from. New Hampshire? Uh, New Hampshire. Yep. So we had we had we had a pretty good representation. We had all sorts of people. Plus we had uh, we had some friends. We had some of our friends. We had some locals. Oh, yeah. One's a patron and one is uh, a friend of a patron. So that was kind of cool. So it's a great time. Food was great. Yeah. Uh, some of my friends were there who weren't uh, who weren't really in the Disney thing. They just want to come hang out. They had a blast. Right. And uh, so yeah. So thank you so much for being a part of our. Uh, our evening, our afternoon, and then, oh my goodness, we went over to Disney's Hollywood Studios, <laughs> and um, let's start off with the with the one thing we went over to see the new Mickey Shorts Theater. Yeah, so that was kind of cool. That takes my place in the old Sounds Dangerous Theater, right? Correct, Amundo. It seemed different. It seemed different from what I remember of the Sounds Dangerous show. Well, there was a bigger stage. On the sound stage yeah, or something? Yeah, But they got rid of the stage, apparently. Yeah. Uh, that was a great movie. I enjoyed it. I thought yeah. it was good. Yeah. It was... Um, you have to like the new version of the cartoons to, yeah. to like that. Too. Yeah. What I thought was interesting was it was basically put together from clips from previous cartoons. Yes. Like, yeah. I've seen Potato Land. Right. Uh, I've not seen Yodel, Yodelville. Yodelberg. Yodelberg. Hmm. Um, but it was put together from all those different places where they travel, which makes a lot of sense because they're going on a vacation. Um, but it was great. The photo op area was great. Yeah. Enjoyed it. You get a chance to, to, to step into some of those. Right. Um, I thought it was good overall. Your thoughts? Yeah, I liked it. Uh, it'll be great in the summer. It's a big, large, air-conditioned theater. The yep. seats are a Mickey Mouse. And if one of them disappears, uh, I don't know where it went. I have no idea, uh, but 
One might one of these days. <laughs> yeah, the theming for the whole place was really, really good. The, yeah. uh, Even outside, they have nice flat screen yeah. panels. Yeah, the outside columns were red and they had yellow uh, lights yeah. around them. I think it's just, um, you know, uh, I think it's just part of the old stuff that they just put some new coloring on. Uh, right. <clears throat> Puberty. And I think there's uh, um, a play uh, – Disney app that uh, game that you can play with those uh, flat panels. I didn't have okay. a chance to do it. My uh, I had deleted the player app off my phone. Need space, and that was not yeah. something I used. Yeah. <laughs> so that was yeah. cool. Enjoyed yeah. it. Uh, enjoyed the whole thing, and then we got to experience the new Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad. Runaway, runaway railway, man, it's right. tough for me to say. Yeah, <laughs> so orange, orange. Yeah, for someone who has a little bit of a speech impediment, it's not yeah. great. So, uh, what were your thoughts? I loved it. I loved every second of it. Uh, I would say it was better than Rise of the Resistance. <laughs> yeah, I want to hold out my opinion on that. Hold out your opinion and your thoughts. Uh, no, I really thought it was a great ride. Uh, it, the attraction did some things I did not expect. You know, you get in a train as goofy as the conductor and you don't see it, but like that breaks away. You know, I had to like do a second glance at one point, like where's goofy? And then it winds up back in the front. So, uh, it was kind of like magic. I was like, oh, that, that's pretty fun. The pre-show is the way you go into the queue is kind of cool and, and fun. You know, mm-hmm. the way you break through, uh, kind of like the screen explodes. Listen, we're going to give some spoilers. We're not going to give all of them, but there are some spoilers here. Um, and it, it is very immersive. I mean, it's 360. I mean, there's, there was stuff going on everywhere. Yeah. You know, and I would call this... <clears throat> It was kind of like a dark ride with black light with 3D projection. So they may be projecting on the wall, but it was kind of had a 3D feel to it. And there were some elements like they did some, uh, you know, Mickey and Minnie in a car with the projected face uh, details. Um, But for the most part, uh, and then like every room changes, It, it expands and explodes. And, you know, there's a lot of things going on. Um, I think I'm going to have to go back quite a few times to pick on some of the, the things that are actually happening. Cause the first yeah. time you're in this like wow mode, you're like, Oh my God. Yeah, it was, um, it was great. I enjoyed it. There's some scenes that, you know, I was sitting there watching what was going on, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, you're, you're fully immersed. There's one specific room where you're completely immersed. Mm-hmm. And it, and it does give you the impression that you're going down. Yes. Uh, but it was fun. It was, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, that, and that's the thing about this attraction is it's fun. Yeah. There's there's a there's a scene where you go into a dance studio. Yes. And all the cars are like uh, you're dancing. You're yes. literally dancing. It's kind of hard to explain. You're dancing. It's and like tomatoes t- thing out in uh, California in cars. Yeah. 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 So we we just kinda, we had some fun with it. Like. Uh, you know, we were like, uh, you know, dancing, so like we all threw up our hands, like we were right. ballet dancing and then, right. and then they changed it up and we, we changed with it. And it was great. I mean, it was just fun. It's one of those things we kind of started it. And then like, I saw a couple of people in the, in the car next to us were mm-hmm. following along cause there's the big mirrors in the room. Yeah. Uh, I did like a dance a, studio. Yeah. 
I didn't get the feeling uh, that we were following, except for the very beginning, mm-hmm. I did not get a feeling like we were following the exact path of the the great movie ride. Yeah. yeah. You know. Talking uh, about this, three Easter eggs for the great movie ride in there. Oh, well, really? Yeah. One is there's a poster of the great movie ride. It was near the entrance. Uh, that huh. one, I, that one I caught. The twister is supposed to be like a whole homage to the Wizard of Oz scene, but right on that twister on the back end, I saw it, but I couldn't read it. There's a mailbox, and it says "Home Sweet Home." Oh, and then there's a sound effect at the end uh, that is also uh, pays homage to uh, the Great Movie Ride. Right? That's all I know right now. Nice. Nice. So uh, two thumbs up from Tony, two thumbs yeah. up from me. Yeah. Unlike all good good uh, Disney attractions, <laughs> it does end in a gift shop. <laughs> yeah, a small gift Which shop, but a gift shop. Some, yeah, they've got some great collectibles there. Yeah. It's um, – I was shocked. There were so many people there uh, trying to trying to get on it. I mean, I, I knew you. it was going to be a popular attraction, but, yeah. I mean, it's you know far and away. There's just a line of people. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, it's just a- the, the line goes quick. I'm hearing, uh, I think it's like 15, 15 to 1600 people an hour. So it does go wow. pretty quickly. Um, but I also will give you, uh, if, if you can't get a fast pass, they're very hard to get right now. Uh, yeah. And that is a tier one. So if you get that, then you can't get um, Slinky or, uh, or what is the other one? Uh, Smuggler's Run, I think, mm-hmm. are the other two then. So, mm-hmm. uh, but the other thing is, um, you want to be in the queue line one hour before park close because they can't have anybody pee, anybody in the queue line while all the fireworks are going off. So you have to be either in the building or you're done. So if you're not in, they close off the queue line one hour before park close because, you know, I always find that that's the sneaky way to kind of get on things is at the end of the night, you know, do, do it just before the park closes. Uh, you know, you can squeeze in uh, real quickly. Right. But for that, you have to be there an hour before. That's my last uh, runaway tip. Yeah. Makes sense. Totally makes sense. Yep. Uh, I thought it was great. I I can't recommend it enough. It's just, it's the best of a Disney attraction. It's fun. Mm -hmm. It's engaging. It's immersive. Right. The technology is cool. Yep. Uh, I'm not a super big fan of that style of Mickey Mouse. Right. Um, I loved Ren and Stimpy. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it applies. It, the feel of the the new Mickey Mouse feels a lot like Ren and Stimpy mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't think it applies well to Mickey. But that's just me. Right. Um, but the attraction was amazing. I enjoyed every second of it. Yep. Um, we wanted to talk about the show's sponsor real quick. Uh, if you're travel, if you're traveling, any type of vacation course, we're talking about this right in the middle of this, of a media hyped right. <laughs> epidemic. Um, but if you're planning a vacation uh, to Europe, to any of the Disney parks, a cruise, any type of travel, you need to get in touch with our good friends over at Destinations of Travel. And this is one of those crazy times when if you had a travel agent booking your travel, they would be able to take care of you when all this health crazy stuff starts happening because they would be able to say, hey, you don't have to worry about it. You're going to be taken care of. This has all been thought out and planned out. You don't have to worry about it. Or 
yeah, the, the company's saying they're going to be doing this and doing that. You need to be careful of that. Um, but you need to, you need to reach out and contact our friends today. Uh, they've got a special one of a kind adventure by Disney experience happening in Southern California. Um, you're going to be able to experience the adventure by Disney from SoCal, but you're also going to be able to spend some time with Disney legend, Bob Gurr and Garner Holt, as well as our good friend, Jeff Barnes for dinner at Steakhouse 55. Well, and that's over at Disney's grand California hotel. You definitely want to go check that out. The date for that is uh, August 2nd through the 7th. Uh, you go to Disneyland, Disney California Adventure, Walt Disney Animation Studios, Walt Disney Archives, and Walt Disney Imagineering. If you're a Disney fan, this is this is the one for you. Yeah. A single occupancy is $4,800, um, $4,809 to be precise. Double, triple, or quad adult is $3,439. Uh, for adults or three thousand two hundred sixty nine per person uh, for the children's uh, an adventure by Disney is amazing. Tony and I have both been on one or two. They're amazing, just fun, great. It's the best travel. Yep. Uh, they handle a good chunk of your meals. They handle all of your inter you know destination travel. Uh, all you have to do is get there. They meet you at the airport all that stuff. It's just, it's just phenomenal. Uh, the only way you're going to be able to take care of the, uh, take advantage of this deal is if you go to disneyparkspodcast.com forward slash the letter D, the number two travel, that's disneyparkspodcast.com forward slash the letter D, the number two travel, fill out the quick little form and someone from destinations will destinations to travel. will get in touch with you. And pretty soon in the next uh, week or two or three soon, uh, I can't remember the schedule. We're going to have some of our friends from Destination Travel on the show, mm-hmm. share some knowledge with us, uh, get to know them a little bit more. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So yep, check that's them good. out. Right, anything else? No. All right. Well, there's nothing else we can do, my friends, but get into the news. And now, Disney Parks Podcast News. Well, Mariachi Cobre and the story of Coco returned to Epcot for the International Flower and Garden Festival. Uh, the story of Coco will be a part of the entertainment at the International Flower and Garden Festival over the Mexico Pavilion and World Showcase. Uh, you can catch the celebration, which features the mariachi band of folklorico dancers and handcrafted puppet of Miguel from Coco. It's happened several times throughout the day. The performers share stories and songs from the Disney Pixar film. The Flower and Garden Festival will be continuing until June 1st. And then Food and Wine will start. And then Food and Wine starts about a minute later. <laughs> hey, there's uh, new sequences from Disney's Milan coming mm. to Disney's Movie Magic beginning of the 13th. Yeah. So this is the nighttime projection show. Uh, Disney Movie Magic is returning to Disney's Hollywood Studios for a limited time beginning March 13th. And an all-new sequence featuring Mulan is being incorporated into the show. Nice. Uh, Disney Movie Magic is described as a cinematic nighttime experience that transforms the park's iconic Chinese theater with state-of-the-art projection mapping technologies. Wow, easy for you to say. <laughs> as guests are watching the show, they will feel as though they are in the middle of the celebration of the films from <clears throat> Disney's family of studios. <clears throat> Additionally, 
a preview of Mulan is coming to Disney theme parks beginning March 20th. Uh, Sneak peeks of the film will be shown in the Tomorrowland Theater at Disneyland. And as part of the Walt Disney Presents attraction at Disney's Hollywood Studios and aboard the Disney Cruise Line, assuming they cruise, during select sailings in late March. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Good stuff. The good side, stuff. Side note, I'm so upset this Disney Parks app. Yeah. I'm trying to make a reservation for a fast pass. Oh, good luck. For the end of this month, and it says you're not within the window of being able to make a reservation. I'm like, I'm under 20 days. No. Too Jerks. Too Jerks. So um, I wanted to uh, talk about our sponsors for the trivia this week, and it's uh, no. patreon.com slash Disney Parks podcast. <laughs> uh, we're going to be doing a very special. You'll see what I'm doing in a second. We're going to be doing a special free week coming up uh, the week of March 23rd. So basically what we're doing is we're going to do the the extra magic hour and the extra extra magic hour and the Disney Plus podcast are going to be available for that week. So basically from Monday until Sunday, the shows are going to be available and we want everybody to go out and listen to them um, because we want everybody to get a, a little bit of a taste of what we normally do during the shows because we would love you to consider becoming a patron. Uh, if you'd like to support what we do here, if you want to help us out, help us grow, help us to maintain, uh, you know, um, hosting is not cheap. Uh, some of the things that we're doing are going to require uh, require us to pay up front uh, to make those things happen. We need uh, some, some some help from you guys. Uh, so we want to thank our current current patrons, our current contributors. Uh, we have the, uh, the the Disney Plus podcast at the ten dollar level. We have uh, a three dollar level if you just want to hear the show with no ads. Uh, like I said, we have the the extra magic and the extra extra magic. And if you love the Disney by the numbers t-shirts and you want to support the show at the $35 level, not only are you supporting the show, you get all the perks, all the extra content. Plus you get one Disney parks or excuse me, Disney by the numbers t-shirt every month. So we tried to stack the deck and make it a no brainer. So uh, visit us over at patreon.com slash Disney parks podcast, jump in on that. And for the week of the 23rd, we will be doing uh, free shows just for everybody to come check it out. And after, after the shows are up that Sunday night, they go right back into the vault and they go locked down for only our Patreons. I agree. Yep. All right. Last week we had a trivia question, John. We did. Yeah, uh, we did. Uh, what? Not what? <laughs> when did the attraction Horizons actually close? And the correct answer was January 9th, 1999. It seems <laughs> much long, far away more yeah. Yeah. than 1999. It feels longer yeah, no than kidding. No kidding, right? Uh, last week's winner was Katie with the correct answer. So, Katie, as we like to say, it's in the mail. Sweet. All right. This week's trivia question, John. You ready? Yes, I'm ready. What was the name of Disney's hands-on edutainment or educational resort? And for bonus points, okay, okay. what is the resort now? 
So if you know the correct answer, send that to uh, Disney Parks Podcast at gmail.com. I got nothing. That's before my time, brother. I spoke about it, I think, probably once or twice. I did security there a long time ago while it was under construction, nevertheless. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. All right. So there's a new breakfast menu that's been introduced at the ABC Commissary at Disney's Hollywood Studios, uh, which is great. I didn't know the ABC Commissary was still open, but hey. (laughs) They have to have breakfast. There's 14 million people in the park. (laughs) Excuse me. Before it's even officially open. (laughs) Yeah, they're all in Star Wars. (laughs) Yeah. So a new breakfast menu has appeared at the ABC Commissary. A few examples of the menu items are a breakfast car. I can't read tonight. Is a breakfast charcuterie platter with cured salami, capicola, capicola, ham, uh, chopped hard-boiled egg, and more. There's also Mexican corn, uh, oh, geez, uh, chilaquiles, chilaquiles, and eggs. Mm-hmm. Jan will get me on that. Yeah. Uh, and a plant-based version of the same dish is also available. Shrimp and grits, cheddar grits, actually, is another dish being offered, which sounds actually really good. I haven't had dinner yet. Right. Uh, you can head over to the ABC Commissary menu page to check it out on their website. Uh, there is no indication of how long the dining location will be serving breakfast, but some reports say uh, they've been seeing them starting, stating that it's temporary. Um, but I'm going to tell you something with Rise of the Resistance and Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and all that craziness. There's no reason for them to stop having breakfast available. Mickey's Runaway that, Train, Slinky that, Dog. That's right. Yeah. It's captive audience, kids. There's yeah. not that many places that serve breakfast in Hollywood Studios. There's no places that serve breakfast in the studios. That's the like problem. I <laughs> like I said. <laughs> all right. Uh, Disney, I, I believe it was last week, launched a new Disney Dining Plan Plus. So they're plusing it up. They like using plus for everything. There's Disney plus, there's ESPN plus, there's everything's plus. Right. Uh, So Walt Disney World launched a new dining plan uh, last week. Uh, The dining plan is called the dining plan plus, as well as a new ticket add on the water parks and sports option. Wow. So there you go. Now, Disney Resort hotel guests uh, now can add the Disney Dining Plan Plus to their package, which offers two meals per stay night uh, for the package uh, to stay uh, to redeem and uh, redeem at either a table service or a quick service location or a character dining experience or any combination of the three. Wow. So they're not limiting to you like quick service one and sit down one. Now right. it's any combination of the three. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure this costs a lot more. I'm sure. <laughs> the new dining plan also includes two snacks per night. One Disney Resort Hotel refillable drink mug, which can be used at any Disney Resort uh, Hotel uh, quick service location. At Mm -hmm. uh, each of the meals, unlimited refills on fountain sodas, single serve teas and brewed coffee or one non-alcoholic specialty beverage. Hmm. Then for guests 21 and older with an ID, you can get one beer, one wine or one cocktail. Not all three. One of one of those one you have to pick one get a (laughs) yeah 
Uh, meals can be redeemed uh, in any order and in any combination. Unused meals and snacks roll over each day so that you can use them whenever you want. You can learn more by calling our travel agent. And right. maybe they should come on and talk about that. I like uh-huh. that this has a little bit more flexibility. You're not like, oh, I have to have my cook service for lunch and then I have to have my table service for dinner. And I, if I don't use them, I lose them. So now they're allowing you, A, to roll them over and then you can pick how you want to use them. And now they're even throwing in the character meals, which is, a, I think, even better. Yeah. I'm wondering if this is going to be a good option for people who, when they do the free dining plan, mm. they have they don't have this available but you can purchase it as an add-on. That would be smart. You know, well, we don't have the dining plan available for your specific hotel. For those room, dates. For yeah. those dates. Yeah. But for an extra... For $3 million and $45. Yes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we could tack that on. We can give that to you for just a small fee. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now there's this uh, water park and sports option. Mm-hmm. Uh, the water park and sports option is available as an add-on to select theme park tickets for $70 plus tax, offering guests the choice between Disney's Typhoon Lagoon or Blizzard Beach, the NBA experience, got anything to get people in there, or, <laughs> an, or an event at the ESPN Wild World Sports Complex and Disney's Oak Trail Golf Course, foot golf at Disney's Oak Trail Golf Course, Disney's Fantasia Mini Golf, Disney's Winter Summerland Mini Golf. So mm. you have some water and sports options. Mm-hmm. I don't know, $70. What does it co- I think it costs that to get into a water park. So that may not be bad. Yeah, right? might not be a bad If you're going to do that and uh, throw on a mini golf, because mini golf is what, 12, 15? I can't remember. Yeah. It's been a while I mean, since I've been there. Yeah. I think it's a little bit more than that, but that's, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, the total number of admissions you receive with this add-on depends on the length of your theme park ticket. Oh, mm. So the more you stay, the more you can play. Uh, you can use you, all of your admissions on the same day. Wow, that's a lot. Or you can repeat the same experience across multiple days. Mm. So if you want to hear more, contact uh, Destinations to Travel. Right. Get it on. There you go. Uh, now, for a limited time, mm-hmm. unless it's a huge hit, and then it'll stay for a while, a pathless travel tour is coming to Disney's Animal Kingdom. As part of Disney's Earth Month, because, you know, a day is just not enough, uh, a new onstage walking tour is being offered for a limited time at Disney's Animal Kingdom called a pathless travel tour. While on the pathless travel tour, guests will learn about the authentic details, construction, and design Throughout Disney's Animal Kingdom, we'll also meeting with animal care experts to discover how they care for the hundreds of animals in the park, providing a glimpse into what makes what it takes to bring the magic of animals, culture, and conservation uh, to life at Disney's Animal Kingdom, which I would be down with. It sounds great. The tour costs a actually understandable $69 plus tax per guest with a 15% discount for annual pass holders and DVC members. It'll run daily from eight until 10 March 29th through May 2nd, except for April 21st, which is earth day. All guests must be, must be 10 years uh, of age or older to participate and park admission is required. 
Guests can reserve a spot at the A Path Less Travel Tour by calling 407-WDW-PLAY or visiting the Curiosity Animal Tour Tours kiosk at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Uh, you can also learn about the tour by visiting DisneyWorld.com slash Enchanted Enchanting Extras. DisneyWorld.com forward slash Enchanting Extras. And you can look under Nature Experiences. Ooh. Sorry, I was out. I was out this weekend and it was cold and my throat is just shot right now. So <laughs> please forgive me. Yeah. Actually, I can make it worse. I could just... Uh, I could just talk like this. <laughs> do they still do the uh, the truck tour? You know, yes, with, yes, they do. Where they vest you up and send you over the alligators and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah I believe they still do. Yeah, that's someone good. out there probably correct me on that. <clears throat> that's a pretty good tour. I think everybody liked that. Yeah. All right. Uh, John spoke about uh, the City Works, uh, City Works Poor House Eatery at Disney Springs. We were there uh, Saturday. Had a good time. We have another one coming up. Uh, yeah. Join us for breakfast with Goofy, Mickey, and Minnie at Ravello at the Four Seasons. That's a triple whammy threat. Uh, this event will be on May 2nd. Uh, we're shooting for a 1030 start. Uh, please RSVP by going to facebook.com forward slash Disney Parks Podcast by April 20th. And anybody that went last year will tell you it is a blast. Mm. I mean, we had Mickey and Minnie sitting at our table. Yeah, this is the best character breakfast yeah. I've ever been to. Yeah. And the chef treats as well. So another yes. bonus. Both of them do. Yes. Uh, something that made me scratch my head the other day when I was reading this is, does he's got a chief medical officer? I'm sure. <laughs> Wait, for the 50 years that has been in existence, I've never heard of said person. I've been a cast member. I didn't know there was a chief medical officer. <laughs> well, Did you? Probably a CSI team out there, too. So maybe we, that'd be a cool, that'd be a cool Disney Plus show. Do yeah. Like a chief medical officer for Disney. Right. Solve crimes. Right. I did the small world. It'd be great. Yeah. So the chief medical offer, officer, I wonder if she also declares people dead on property or not, if that's part of her job. Nobody ever dies at Walt Disney that's World. That's right. That's what I'm saying. Uh, sent a message regarding the uh, coronavirus at Disney World and Disneyland. A statement about the – are we saying that right, coronavirus? No. It's one corona. Coronavirus. All right. Or the COVID-19 virus uh, has been released from the chief medical officer, Dr. Pamela Heilman. Heil, 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 oh, my God. <laughs> Careful. Pamela. It's either Heimel or Heimel. Heimel. Yeah. Uh, for Disney World and Disneyland. As you may know from the news, COVID, <laughs> as if COVID-19, commonly known as the novel coronavirus 2019, has been uh, more widespread uh, concern. Actually, there are more people that died from influenza so far than this virus. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, as part as Disney's commitment to health and well-being uh, of our cast members, guests, and the larger community, we are carefully monitoring, monitoring the evolving virus situation and are in regular contact with health agencies for information and guidance. Well, Disney World Resort and Disneyland Resort are welcoming guests as usual, and we continue to implement preventive measures in the line of the recommendations by the CDC and other health agencies. I am sure they stepped up their hosing down of bathrooms uh, at night. I hope so. I hope so, too. They, they've needed to do that for a while now. Now they're going to get a good cleaning. <laughs> uh, Walt Disney World and Disneyland and all for the parks, resorts around the world have high standards of cleanliness, which assists with illness prevention. And we have health and safety protocols in place, such as training for cast members, with ongoing reinforcement on a regular basis, the find cycles for frequent cleaning and disinfecting of targeted areas, which we did not see this weekend. What? Uh, of the bio thing. They were supposed to be wiping. There was no wiping being done. Yeah, don't get me started on that. I'm just going <laughs> to. Uh, easy access to hand washing facilities and hand sanitizers. Quick response to spills, pro, uh, spills, trashes and other situations. End of day sanitation procedure for restrooms, kitchen and other facilities. And then frequent cleaning and wash down of outdoor locations, including walkways and queues. Okay. Additionally, their on-site health teams and leaders are communicating with the cast members about illness prevention, including the guidance by the CDC. The CDC recommends everyday preventive actions to help stop the spread of germs, such as staying at home when you're sick. Duh. Washing hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. And I will tell you this weekend, it's the, the most I've ever seen men at a sink for the longest period of time with soap and water. Usually it's like a mm -hmm. ding, 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 and they're gone. This mm -hmm. was like, ding, dun, 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 dun. you know, there's a whole process going on. Uh, following proper respiratory, such as uh, cough etiquette, avoiding close contact with people who are sick and avoiding touching the eyes, the nose, the mouth with unwashed mm -hmm. hands. The CDC... Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Uh, provides more detailed uh, information on the virus information on their website. As always, your personal physician is a valuable resource for specific medical questions you may have. If you have any questions about visiting Walt Disney World or Disneyland Resort, please call 407-W-Disney. There you go. And good luck out there. And be safe. Yeah. And wash you your know, hands for the some, love of God. There's so many other things that you should be worried about than coronavirus. But hey, right. you know, this is what makes you wash your hands. And do all those things you're supposed to be doing. Right. Coronavirus it up, kids. Yeah. But you should be doing all that stuff anyway. But what do I know? I'm just a blogger. <laughs> I'm just a podcaster. What do right. I know? Hey, uh, Tony, the entire Black Panther cast. Wakanda forever. Uh, is set to return for Marvel Studios Black Panther 2 Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> The entire Black Panther cast has been set to return to Marvel Studios Black Panther 2. We're extremely excited for this. I think this is great. Uh, I can. I, I wonder if one specific person is not going to be there. It's going to be uh, uh, what's his face who played uh, Killmonger. He's not coming back. He did. Um. So the film's going to star Chadwick Boseman, Letitia Wright, 
Donnie uh, Guerrera, Guerrera, I can never say her name, Angela Bassett, Martin Freeman, and an undisclosed villain. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, rumors have been swirling about the potential for Namor to appear. That would be amazing uh, in this this uh, upcoming movie as the villain, which I'm not a big fan of that idea. No. And Black Panther 2. And it seems to be most likely uh, the most likely after Natasha, the Black Widow, is hosting a virtual meeting with various members of the remaining Avengers crew, including Nebula and Rocket and Okoye, uh, Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, and Rhodey, who is War Machine, to check in and report on any updates. This happened in the Avengers Endgame. Right. Uh, any disturbances? Uh, and one line caught the ear of a lot of Marvel fans when Okoye and Natasha's comment about a disturbance in the Atlantic, which oh. is Namor's part of town. Okoye replying to Natasha's inquiry about handling it was, uh, it's an earthquake under the ocean. We handle it by not handling it. To many fans, this would seem unimportant. That it would be unimportant. That is, unless you're me and like a, a Marvel nerd. Uh, if the disturbance had not occurred in the Atlantic Ocean, which happens to be where Atlantis is located in the Marvel comics. So if we had to guess, is likely a subtle nod to set up of Namor coming to the Black Panther 2. And trust me, if they can pull off Aquaman, yeah, you know, now I get it, you know, Jason Momoa, but Namor is a pretty cool character in and of himself. Right. Uh, it's currently unknown what the plot of the film will be. We do know that Ryan Coogler is set to write and direct, thank God. Uh, we also know that Black Panther 2 is expected to hit theaters May 6th of 2022 and will likely be a part of Phase 5 of the Marvel MCU. Hmm. Uh, Mackie was on uh, Colbert last week. Antony? Antony Mackie? Yeah, talking about <clears throat> his Stop new movie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously without being shot or killed on the spot by the Marvel police. Uh, all he could say was uh, it, it's shot. It's in the can and it's awesome. They, uh, I saw an interview with uh, star Lord, uh, Chris Pratt. Yeah. And he's talking about the possibility of Thor being in guardians three. Mm. And he, he said something and then just kind of sat there. Like, and, oopsie, I, mean, I said that? No, no, he didn't. <laughs> oh. No, like that. It was like somebody posited, well, well, Thor is obviously not going to be in, in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And he said, well, how do you know? Hmm. How do you know he's not going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy 3? Right. Yeah. How do you know? Yeah. How do you know? If anybody can legally <laughs> get a copy of the Marvel NDA, that the actors and actresses sign. I would love. Ooh, yeah. I would love to see that. <laughs> I would love to get my little eyes on that. And if, if you can do it legally, I don't want to get anybody in trouble. All right. Uh, Pixar's Onward, uh, John, hit $40 million, uh this past week at the box office. 
So yeah. I, I think you can call that pretty successful. Uh, mm-hmm. Onward is a family film featuring a magical fantasy and mythological creatures with a modern twist. Uh, the new film, film has earned $40 million for its opening at the box office. And since the film is charming, so many moviegoers, uh, moviegoers Onward is on track to take place for this uh, past weekend's box office. It is the first Pixar release of a new movie in a early spring season. All the previous Pixar films were released earlier in the summer or during the month of November. Mm-hmm. This is early for them. They, they're usually June, July, you know, after kids are out of school kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pixar Onward uh, follows the adventures of two young elf brothers, Ian Lightfoot, played by Holland, and Barley, uh, Barley Lightfoot, played by Pratt. Together, Ian and Barley embark on a magical quest to find a spell that will allow them to see their father. Onward is a family adventure that is set in a world of fantasy and magic. The movie offers a great story about family and the bond between two bros. Mm. The Onward cast is, as we said, Holland, Pratt, uh, Julia uh, Louis-Dreyfus, and Octavia Spencer. Julia who? Louis-Dreyfus. Thank you. Just checking. Um, (laughs) So the movie's not doing well. Struggling. Mm. I think it needs a little oomph. Well, you know, some people will say there's a couple things in the movie that's causing people to stay away. I would say that Disney did a really horrible job about advertising it. Mm. Because there's so many people who's like, I didn't even know this movie was coming out. Yeah. And I was one of them. I was like, I didn't realize that movie was coming out. It's right the now. first five things in my Facebook queue every day. Really? Disney, Pixar, D23, Disney yeah. movies. It's like, bam, 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 bam. They're was spending Facebook means? money like a drunken sailor. But was it that way three weeks ago? Yes. It's been like that for longer than I would like. <laughs> I think that they, I think they, they, they screwed up on the marketing on this mm. one. In my opinion, it's my opinion. Yeah, if they should have spent a little bit more time and effort getting the word out, because I know more about Falcon and Winter Soldier than I do Onward, and we're months away from Falcon right. and Winter Soldier. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, hey, f- uh, find Dory's friends of the new Epcot scavenger hunt beginning this month. Guests are invited to become sea sleuths. Sleuths, sea sleuths. What is the youth? Uh, and help find Dory's friends in a self-led scavenger hunt through the Seas of Nemo and Friends Pavilion at Epcot. Uh, the game is a perfect way to extend your experience in the marine life-focused area. Uh, when you enter the pavilion, ask for a complimentary scavenger hunt booklet to get to work on your first puzzle uh, to reveal clues to help Dory uh, remember and find her marine friends who live in the pavilion. While the hunt is geared towards helping younger guests appreciate what the pavilion has to offer, anyone will enjoy the opportunity to learn a little bit more about the amazing ocean animals and who doesn't like to collect cool stickers as you complete your Mm -hmm. scavenger hunt. Very true. Especially if they uh, pay off in a button or a pin. I don't think it does. Yeah. I don't think it does that at all. I think you just get the stickers and the book and yay. Geez. This is so that they can help you get from one side of the park to the other. <laughs> no, this is just it's in the pavilion. It's oh, just, just in the, the pavilion. All right. Yeah, That's good. In the pavilion. 
That's good. Yeah. Uh, this is not really Disney news, but I saw the story and I thought I would share it because it kind of redeemed my Disney niceness. Okay. Let's just say that for now. So Disney returned a fully working iPhone to a family weeks after it sank to the bottom of the Seven Seas Lagoon. Whoopsie. All right. So back in October, uh, Lisa and Jacob, we don't need to say who they were, uh, were vacationing at Walt Disney World and their daughter Sophie after, uh, were having the time of their life. One of the highlights of their trips. One of the highlights of their trips was attending Mickey's a very scary Halloween party and meeting amazing characters and going trick-or-treating. Unfortunately, the vacation did not end as expected. <clears throat> the night after the Halloween party, the family was waiting for the ferry, the big ferry, uh, to head back to the resort when Lisa's phone fell out of her bag and landed all the way at the bottom of the Seven Seas Lagoon. <sighs> so this is a quote. I was upset to have lost my phone and all the picture I had taken. Hopefully they went to the cloud uh, that evening at Disney's Halloween party, which was the main event of the trip. Mm -hmm. Mentions Lisa, the mom. Uh, our six-year-old daughter was devastated as all the pictures of her and Jack Skellington would now never materialize. Instead, they were at the bottom of the lagoon. Uh, the next day, Lisa told the cast member what had happened and informed her that Disney had a team of scuba divers that collect missing objects from the bottom of the Seven Seas Lagoon. I want that job. <laughs> you probably can't see anything down there. It's all... Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. You're probably right. I would double suit up for that. <laughs> so there was a slim chance of them getting the iPhone. I mean, yeah, where do you go look for it? <laughs> right. You know, she's back home now. Uh, they took uh, the information and the family went back home. A few months later, Lisa got a call from an Orlando number, but she ignored them, thinking that it was just a telemarketer. Little did she know that the mysterious number was Disney and they had amazing news. The iPhone 11 was retrieved from the bottom of the Seven Seas Lagoon and was fully working. Wow. <laughs> so the iPhone 11 is known to have some water resistance, but the family still had low hopes for the phone to be found and even functional. Disney mailed the phone back to them and then the family was able to recover all of the pictures from the party. Yeah. Is that crazy? Is that a crazy story? That is crazy. I've, I've that redeems my, rede you know, like <laughs> people right. always say, oh, Disney's a terrible company, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's losing its magic. This kind of gives me the magic back again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I left an iPad in a room one time. Oh, really? And called them like the next day and I said, hey, we left our an iPad in there. And uh, it showed up in my house the next day. Mm. That's good. I mean, I remember when I was a security host, uh, I was near uh, what had happened. Somebody had dropped their camera in a fountain. 
And uh, a cast member that was uh, talking to them went and got a manager. The manager took them to the camera shop and gave them a whole brand new camera. Wow. And that was it. Free. Boom. Here. Go. Have a great vacation. We'll see you later. Wow. <laughs> Give us a good Yelp review. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay. So we doubled up on the story yeah. on that. Yeah. So you uh, you want to do this one? We'll, yeah, just, we'll see. Uh, you want me to do the next one? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Uh, there's also now a new mini uh, mouse, uh, popcorn bucket that celebrates her original debut. Have you seen this? It's black and white. Looks yep. like Steamboat Willie. Yep. Yep. So what? With a bow. Yeah. Uh, so at the Magic Kingdom, there's a new souvenir popcorn bucket that debuted. Uh, two, in fact, the popcorn buckets that celebrate Steamboat Willie and the debut of Mickey and Minnie Mouse have arrived. The bucket resembles a Mickey Mouse balloon and is black and white and gray. Uh, one is plain and the other has a small hat with a daisy flower to represent how Minnie Mouse appeared in the debut of Steamboat Willie. Uh, it has a strap, like a film strip, like the cartoon, obviously, and the souvenir bucket is uh, $16 and can be refilled for $2 at any Disney popcorn stand. Nice. So we talked about one of the extra Magic Hour shows, ways to save money, get the yeah. popcorn bucket and then get the refillable, get yeah. the refills, yeah. save some bucks. Yeah. Feed that collection of popcorn buckets, too. Yeah, no kidding. No comment. Uh, we want you to uh, meet our friend Chuby, which is a new character with the starring role in Mickey and Minnie's uh, Runaway Railway. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway opened uh, at Hollywood Studios, and the company is so hot uh, on the ride uh, that it's already started construction on a duplicate at Disneyland's Toontown. The trackless attraction takes guests into the world of Mickey Mouse cartoon shorts when a unique train ride where Mickey Mouse rules apply. Disney Imagineers have created a new character for the ride, a cute little bird with an oddly spelled name, Shuby. Uh, originally a typo during the design phase of the ride. Shocking. Mm-hmm. A typo at Disney. Imagineers decided to stick with the uh, version. They had the two U's instead of two B's. Uh, because it was cuter, uh, pronounced Chuby. Uh, the little orange and beige bird lives near the train and the Ruckamuck Railroad. Uh, Choo Choo became Chuby. Get it? Chuby. Choo Choo. Chuby. Chuby, the orange and beige bird. Guests on Mickey and Minnie's Runway Railroad journey through the cartoon world while they were encounter several new characters, but Chuby is the one being featured in the merchandise for the attraction. You can also find them at the end of the ride right before you disembark. Uh, keep an eye on Shop Disney where some merchandise from the attraction is already available at the Disney Park section of the catalog. Yeah, I think they're selling the uh, train whistle uh, online too. Yes. Yeah, so that. All right, uh, Thin Mint is the hot thing. It's Girl Scout cookie season, so Disney's jumping on the bandwagon, obviously. Uh, They have new Thin Mint churros at uh, Disney Springs. Uh, So this became, uh, the churro became popular to guests uh, at various theme parks. Uh, So they have a place at Disney Springs now that sells churros, amongst other things. the Sunshine Churro Snack Spot, located at Disney Springs Marketplace, so it's on the Marketplace side, has just released a new limited edition churro flavor, the Thin Mint 
churro. The thin made churro. <laughs> oh, really? Is that how we're going to play this? Uh, this churro is drizzled with uh, mint icing and ghirardelli. Uh, chocolate fudge, sending all of your Girl Scout cookie-loving hearts uh, soaring. But don't wait too long, because it is a limited edition, and these specialty churros are only for a limited time. Only. Uh, Sunshine Churros has a menu dedicated to the tasty and unique churros, ranging anywhere from Nutella-dipped to strawberry shortcake-flavored. So this is what they have at their menu there. They have a dipped churro in uh, Nutella or chocolate. That sounds great. A gourmet churro, which is a strawberry cheesecake or Oreo. Mm. And then the classic churro, uh, traditional cinnamon, or they have a watermelon or an apple or an apple cinnamon, fruity pebbles, Salted caramel and rose gold. Now, what does rose gold taste like? Blue. <laughs> Tastes like money, doesn't it? Tastes like, 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 like money. money. <laughs> so, there you go. You're not a fan of the uh, churro, are you? I, from uh, the last, uh, no? I like churros. Yeah. Churros are fine. Mm. Uh, when you start getting crazy, like the Fruity Pebbles churro sounds pretty good. The apple cinnamon sounds pretty decent. Right. Traditional churros are always great. Salted caramel sounds great. I don't know what rose gold tastes like. Yeah. Uh, but we start getting things like Thin Mints. I'm not a Thin Mint person. Oh, I love Thin Mints. My wife would probably be down with that. I'm just not down with the Thin Mint. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. The Edison sweetens up Disney Springs with a new spring cocktail. Uh, this and, uh, is uh, debuting a new spring cocktail. Uh, the cocktails include two purple petals, honey in the sun, water cooler, uh, tr- tropini, and daytime smash. Uh, yeah, that sounds interesting. Uh, the two purple petals. According to the Edison, Two Purple Petals is a cocktail that allows you to watch the colorful blooms of spring bud in excitement with uh, with this drink in hand, featuring E.G. Rosemary and Lavender Vodka, St. Germain Elderflower, Liqueur de Violettes, Lemon Juice, Hibiscus Cordial, and uh, Fee Foam. I don't know what the foam is. Fee Foam. Topped with an edible flower, the water cooler, uh, which is, according to the Edison, again, um, cleanses your palate with this light, refreshing flavor. Office gossip sold separately. The earthly, earthy beverage is composed of Kettle One, Botanicals, Cucumber, and Mint St. Germain Elderflower. Whew. Uh, lime juice, honey, watermelon juice, and a splash of ginger beer. Sounds like a Tony drink, mm-hmm. actually. Yep. Uh, the Tropatini uh, cocktail gives you a daydream filled with cool ocean breezes as this drink whisks away your senses to an island paradise, including Malibu rum, Gafford de banana, uh, orgette, and pineapple juice. Sounds almost like a Goombay smash. That's not so bad. Right. The daytime smash... Uh, cocktail is a blast of fruit forward sensations. It's fruit forward um, sensations in every blissful sip made from the perfection of the bowls Genevieve Gin, uh, Carpano, Bianco, lemon juice, honey, raspberries, and blueberries. Interesting. 
Have you got that one highlighted? Is there a reason that one's highlighted? Honey oh, in the sun. No. According to the Edison, the honey in the sun cocktail helps you soak up some vitamin D. <laughs> with the spring inspired drink to accompany the warm days ahead, made with absinthe, elix, vodka, salermo, blood orange, Campari, orange juice, and honey. Honey apparently is the cocktail edition of the month. Honey is in everything. Yeah. And while we're talking about uh, cocktails, any of the, um, well, before we do that, anything sound great? Anything grabbing you? Uh, that one with the ginger beer. Is uh, yeah. my speed. Yeah, I figured as much. Yeah. Uh, our good buddy Joe Neese is back over at the... Um, um, was he the original mixologist over there? Not at the Edison. Uh, he was over at the... Um, oh, jeez. Oh, my gosh. Um, chef. Little Chef. Wolfgang Puck. Yeah, Bar and Girl. Thank you. <laughs> Just late in the evening. Um yeah, he left for a little while, and he's back, oh, okay. and his cocktail game is on point. So if you can't get into Who's the, the uh, chief mixologist over there? Is it somebody? The yeah, no, uh, Wolfgang. Is it somebody in corporate, or do the bartenders have? Uh, Joe. Okay. Joe's a man. Uh, they had some cocktails that were um, slowing production down a little bit because of their complexity. Oh, yeah. Joe left, and they struck a bunch of them off. The problem is, is the cocktails weren't spectacular mm. in in my opinion this is all my opinion right and i you know how much i love sarah and the whole team over at wolfgang yeah um but joe came back and kind of took it over and uh, it's it's back to being awesome uh even more so the food game was always awesome the cocktail yeah. game was great but joe's back and just elevated it now to, it's it's an attraction in in and of itself is the best way to say it good so yeah good to hear yeah so you want to mention the T-shirt? Club? Yeah, sure. Uh, don't forget, go to uh, DisneyByTheNumbers.com. Each month you can order uh, a T-shirt. You have until tomorrow. We have a three Caballeros shirt. Three Caballeros. Uh, you can go to uh, DisneyByTheNumbers.com forward slash shop to order that. And right at the top, there's some information about how to sign up uh, to the newsletter so that you can get on the list each month. Shirt comes out on the first of the month, order it by the 10th of the month. It's shipped at the end of the month. Very simple. You don't have to buy any ones you don't want. Mm -hmm. You buy what you want and mm -hmm. leave the rest alone. Mm -hmm. Are you ready? Yep. Hey, kids. How about a little headline? Now, the headline news. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. Uh, first up and most uh, interesting is uh, Orlando Airport now has some enhanced protocols for our new uh, friend, the virus. Uh, and I'm sure Port, Port Canaveral's got the same thing going on. Yes. Uh, the magic... The what? Like I do. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, Magic Kingdom's Haunted Mansion is back up and running. It went down yeah. uh, unexpectedly the same day that the People Mover crashed. Um, so, are, I, are they connected? Uh, no. <laughs> They're two separate attractions. <laughs> I think they were just uh, trying to see if uh, Chappick and Josh uh, are on their toes as newbies to their positions. What happens if two things go wrong in the same day? <laughs> uh, 
Okay, uh, they can't do. What if five things go wrong? <laughs> right. Uh, there's a new Steamboat Willie Pandora charm only on the Disney Cruise Line. Yeah, I know. Dammit. Yep. That's okay. Uh, We're not in Pandora. That's all right. Yeah. I can live. Uh, we saw these on Saturday. They have these Mickey light-up balloon ears. Mm. Uh, I don't know if I'm a fan of them yet. They look very weird. They look better lit up at night than they do in the day daylight without lighting. Yeah, because they look disproportionate to what the ears <laughs> should look like, right? They yeah. look. I don't. I don't want to say they look cheap, but they don't look well constructed at mm. night. They look amazing. Yeah, during the day, not so much. Right. Uh, the movie Onward soundtrack is now available uh, to download. I think you can get this at most places. Um, and I th- think I also read that it's on Spotify as well. Yeah. Uh, the Walt Disney Family Museum in San Francisco is temporarily closed due to the virus outbreak. So if you have a trip planned there, uh, you're going to have to make a detour because they're closed. Yep. yep. Uh, Disney Hollywood Studios extended their hours uh, in late March and early April. Uh, duh, spring break. Right. Filled with kids that are going to want to ride Rise of the Resistance. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, the 8 a.m. park opening at Disney's Hollywood Studios has also been extended through April 4th at the mm. studios. Duh. Mm. Who didn't see mm. that coming? <laughs> mm. Crazy, and, right? And I will also mention that cast members are still blocked out. Yes. <laughs> So nay nay for cast members. If you want to go, you're going to have to buy a ticket. Cast members cannot play. Yep. Uh, This past Sunday, uh, the Epcot monorail service was interrupted after the coral doors won't close. We have a door problem again. Paging Bob Gurr, paging Bob Gurr. Paging new monorails, paging new monorails. (laughs) Can you you make sure the doors close? (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Nothing Can Stop Us Now, the song from Mickey's uh, and Minnie's uh, Runaway Railway, is now available on Spotify and iTunes. There you go. If that song got stuck in your head. Yeah, when you're standing there for an hour, kind of (laughs) will. Well, the one in the queue, (laughs) I was doing a little dance in the queue line with it. You were, and it's kind (laughs) of awkward. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't for the kids that were staring at me. No, it was not. I'm glad there wasn't a poll. <laughs> uh, Hot Diggity Dog, a new food truck, is coming to Disney Springs later this month. So if you're looking for uh, some hot dogs outside of the park, maybe this will be Hot Diggity Dogs sponsored by Casey's? Maybe. I don't know. Or this- what, uh, what's a, uh, that other food truck that was in town recently? Uh, Piccadillo's? Piccadillo's? Yeah. Maybe, it'll be, uh, maybe it'll be the evolution of uh, fat ones. <laughs> Fat ones, hot dogs. I don't know. His dogs were okay. They were. They yeah. were all right. I think but it's I all think, what you put on the dog, right? Yeah. I also think it's funny that Universal in CityWalk has had a hot dog place for years. Yeah. <laughs> and now we get a food truck. Finally. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Well, we've had Casey's for a long time. They just caught yeah. on. <laughs> but Casey's, Casey's is inside the park. You don't have, you don't have the option of anything outside the park. Right? No. No, very little, very little hot dog outside the park. Very little. Very little. Very little. 
All right, my friends. Uh, thank you so much for being a part of the show. If you're not doing anything on Monday nights, you can listen to us and watch us at facebook.com slash Disney Parks Podcast. We would love to see you there. If you like the show and want to support us and would like to help us uh, do more stuff uh, for our friends, the best way you could do that is to go over to patreon.com slash Disney Parks Podcast. Again, if you're part of the $35 level, you get a T-shirt included every month. So you get all of the extra audio portion stuff, plus the uh, the amazing perks of being at that at that level, and you get a Disney part, uh, Disney by the Numbers T-shirt club shirt in your size, of course. Uh, and uh, we want to make sure you come over to uh, YouTube and Instagram at Disney Parks Podcast. And um, we don't do Twitter all that much. I'm going to stop saying Twitter. Yeah. Basically, we also want you to come to uh, DisneyParksPodcast.com. That's where our show. Uh, lives as well as our show archives links to our amazing friends and sponsor uh, like our good buddies over at destinations to travel go to disneyparkspodcast.com forward slash the letter d the number two travel fill out that form and someone from destinations to travel will get in touch with you maybe you can jump on that amazing adventure by disney is coming up and as we like to say my friends if we don't see you online we will see you in the parks The Disney Parks Podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company. All Disney Parks, attractions, lands, shows, event names, etc. are registered trademarks of the Walt Disney Company. (laughs) 